Hello and welcome to CAA Conversations. I'm Glenn Holmstrom, Professor of Art at Newman University. In this podcast, David Gwynn and Joe Borachow discuss how politics and family impact the artist. David Gwynn is an artist based in Philadelphia, working primarily in public spaces. A graduate of Columbia University in New York City, he was originally trained as an architect. His work centers on large-scale painted murals and immersive installations featuring a combination of painted surfaces and LED lighting. David has created public and private commissions throughout Philadelphia and other cities worldwide. He is the recipient of a Night Arts Challenge Grant, an Independence Foundation Fellowship, and a Mid-Atlantic Arts Foundation Fellowship in the Arts. His work has been widely noted in the media. David is on the faculty of Arcadia University. Joe Borachow is a Philadelphia-based muralist and paper cutout artist whose site-specific work is designed to fit into architectural niches and public spaces. Born in 1975 and raised in the Washington, D.C. area, he moved to Philadelphia in 1997. The self-taught artist started working in paper cutout in 2003 and has been consistently exploring ways to transcend the traditional medium, translating his designs into large-scale murals, graphic novels, fine art prints, and metal wall hangings. Inspired by his surroundings, current events, and architecture, his black and white installations have become iconic in the Philadelphia region. So how about I'll start. I'll lead you on with a question, David. Okay. So how are you feeling about with all this, the um, Trump shenanigans going on? Are you staying connected with it or are you just kind of putting a barrel over your head and going about your life? Or is it something that you engage with or... um, you know, I have a lot of friends I feel like are able not to pay attention to it. That's not something I'm able to do. Yeah, that that's not something I'm able to do either, and I, I have paid attention to it a lot. But how to respond to it has been something that I've wrestled with. Like, I, I don't think it, it doesn't feel good to to read about it a lot, although I do. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's like I touching feel, a touching a cavity or a toothache. Totally. And at the same time, there's I, I I'm almost you know there's an aspect that it's almost like um, an addiction or you know I I I want to know. Absolutely. I'm I'm curious. Um, but we, and also the the outrage fatigue is kind of something that you don't want to fall into and that you're just everything just seems to get uh washed over um myself i find find myself really evaluating how my work not that i've been doing a lot of work lately but that's something we'll talk about later when we talk about our family lives yeah but um like how can i do the work that i do and I often work very political subjects without feeding into the whole troll culture, 
feeding into the whole his whole game of of outraging the other side to the point that it mobilizes them in a way that that makes him more powerful it's it's such a conundrum um it's it's kind of killed the work as catharsis for me in a way i mean i won't say it killed it but it definitely makes me introspective about it um i know you don't work really politically that much but has it changed your process at all or does it change the way see have you been feeling like you want to make more political work or are you happy that you that you're kind of not in that game it's interesting to hear you say that it's it's you know caused you to be more introspective and um uh because i look at your work and i think of it as an example as like here's how here's how um as an artist one can engage in um you know here's here's a way to you can express yourself and communicate with other people um you know communicate with an audience a public audience it what it's done for me is is um you know i've thought okay there's it feels like this is a moment in history where you you want to say well what can i do when I look back on this, uh, will I look back and say, you know, I, I, I did, I responded to this moment, or I, or I just stayed on the sidelines and sat it out. Um, and you know, I can, as a person, I, I, you can participate, but as an artist, is it, I, I haven't, um, I haven't made political work. Uh, and that also relates to the family stuff when we, when we get to that, um, because I've been caught up in other projects, but I have some, I have some ideas about ways that I'd like to get into stuff that I feel like there's something that I want to say, um, regarding the current political situation. Um, what, um, and I really like your series of work that deals directly with trump and his election and it's um what what made you maybe i'd be interested to hear more about what you're thinking is now about how what you'd want to do well as i've been kind of busy with my son who i guess i should say is uh just turned two and i'm a stay-at-home dad my wife works nine to five and um i take care of the kid during the week and um, I really have not had I my studio time has been um, greatly reduced. And I, I guess the when my wife was on um, furlough during the government shutdown, she works for the EPA. I did, was able to get a piece done, which felt really good. And but I, you know, it was a piece I'd been working on for a long time. So it really didn't factor in all the things I was saying before about not feeding the outrage machine. It was pretty outrageous. Um, but uh, I still I stand by it, and I still like it a lot. I don't know if I was to formulate a piece starting now if I would go to go there. Um, maybe I would. I don't know. You know, things get carried away when you start drawing. But... Um, I guess I look back on the work I did starting 
in 2015 during the election. And I feel like all that work is still so relevant that I, I feel like I'd be beating a dead horse saying a lot of the same things again, yeah. you know? And so part of me just wants to put those same pieces back out, you know? They're all as fresh as the day I made them because uh -huh. all this all this was, was so clear from the very beginning of his candidacy. It was so obvious. I'm so, you know who I'm pissed at? I'm pissed at the people that voted for this guy. I'm not even pissed at him anymore. He can't help himself. I just can't stand that I have to walk around and, and question about all these people that you see on the street. And you're like, is this one of these dudes that voted for this guy? And, or can I maintain a, a, a civil, like, um, you know, I have neighbors that I know are Trumpies. At what level do I just say, I can't bang with you anymore, you know? It's like, I can't even have a conversation with you. Yeah. So these, these, it's really a corrosive feeling. And I know that everyone, a lot of people feel this way. And it's just, it's just putting so much stress on, on, on people, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, just thinking everyone feels the same way I do. But that re reminds me of something that really used to piss me off and still pisses me off when people say how good this is going to be for artists, you know, or how <laughs> great this is going to be for for art and music. Yeah. You know that? You ever heard people say uh, that? Absolutely. Oh, uh, people said God. that during George Bush's presidency, George W. Bush. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. It's just like the people who, I mean, to expand it, people that look at... Um, you know, suffering of any kind that you do, uh, or that one does as a, as a, um, you know, oh, that's going to be, this will be a good story, or, uh, or it's, it's, it, it all feeds into kind of an, this oppression or mis, misunderstanding of artists as, as sort of suffering souls. And that's the root of, that's the source of Truly. creativity. Um, which it isn't. I was perfectly happy doing, I was still doing political work, but nothing, not, not the same way and during the eight years of Obama, you know, it's like, this is no fun at all for us. I feel like. Yeah, I think and, that's, um, I think that puts it really well. It's, 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 it's not fun. There's nothing. I, I also feel that artists that political artists it's hard to not see your work as passe in this environment. You know what I mean? If you're doing political work, it just seems so overdone. Everything does seems so overdone. And that's yeah. another, another problem I have when in thinking of my own work and trying to formulate new ideas. Uh, I'm like, man, this is, it's like, I don't know. I got to just do some still life or something. <laughs> Work on a new Christmas card. That'll get me get me back 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 down to earth. One thing that comes to mind is just that I, I thought about artists as sort of like a, the role of the artist in society can be like visualizing a a, a better alternative or or just visualizing an alternative to the current situation and that that that's like the first 
thing that has to happen before an alternative can emerge is, is is sort of artists take it on just like with gentrification like the first people to move to the neighborhood are are, are artists and eventually yeah. other people discover what was interesting about that neighborhood um uh sort of before you can have the the essay, you you have like a dream. It, you you'll have the dream, or you have the sort of like moment of inspiration, and that's that's how I see the sort of artist role in the cultural context. Is that if we could, if if I could visualize something different, it's not directly related to Trump, but what is? Um, I just think about how can I live um, in a in a way that represents. Uh, represents my values but you know that's it does that doesn't feel like it's enough in this situation well, to me that sounds like more than that than what i can do because i was just feeding an outrage machine with my work from the get before trump even with some of my stuff i always like to used to get a get a rise out of people you know what i mean yeah. And it kind of the, the whole Trump show is has shown what a what a yucky thing that can be. Um, but then again, I don't want to I don't want to just not. I mean, that was part of the, the motivation to work is is to be provocative and to yeah. have some catharsis. And I guess I'm troubling having trouble find motivation outside of that sometimes. Yeah, I don't know that you need to look for motivation outside of it. That that's that's sort of like, you know, maybe the a tragedy is that it like the the stress of all of this prevents people from just being them being the person they want to be or the person they are. You know, um, maybe that the tragedy is that everything gets viewed through through this lens. Yeah, if if you're a political person like I am, I mean, I grew up in D.C. You know, I, I it's in my bones. I've followed it since I was teeny tiny. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Everything, uh, everything is distorted by this this lens. I mean, does it distract you from being a parent? Just the 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 news. Well. I, I mean, I have nothing to compare it to. I haven't had a kid outside of this environment. He's yeah. been he's been around throughout the whole thing. I'll tell you though, I'm so happy to to have him so that I don't think about it all the time. I have a distraction. I have something else occupying me that um, that I can kind of devote my my labor to and my uh, and my consciousness to that doesn't have anything to do with with that, you know, and gives me some distance from it. Yeah. I'm thankful for that. Um, I do sometimes miss the being able to get up into my studio and just, just, you know, I feel like I blow off steam in my, in my studio and I miss, I miss that to some degree. It's a weird environment for, for kids, I think to be in also when, when I, when my older daughter, when Trump was elected, we were in the supermarket and 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 in line, and there was a, like People magazine with him on the cover, and she was like standing there like punching it, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And she was like, "I'm, I'm just punching him." 
and punching him in the face. And I was like, but she was like five at the time. And I, I felt bad, you know? And then I want to talk about it. It's something that's on my mind. I want to talk about it at dinner with, with my wife, but then I don't want to, you know, I want to, I want to, I'm conflicted about how far to go really. Cause I, I, I don't want to really bring her down. I don't want to. Yeah. Totally. Uh, so has it affected the, I guess uh, pretty much everything you do is for a mural project. Is that right? That's, that's what it's become. And so I, uh, yeah. Are, are you more picky about is, who you'll do work for during this? Yeah. Uh, well, interestingly, I had, I, I, um, well, maybe not or, or not. Um, someone called me about a commission in a soul cycle. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, this was before the, the, the owner of soul cycle had a fundraiser for Trump. And at the time I was like, uh, I, I said no to it. Um, it was in a soul cycle in in Hudson Yards in New York. And, and the people who were commissioning it were pitching it as like, this is a great opportunity for you. This is like super high end. You, I'm rolling gonna, my eyes over here. I know you can't see me, but yeah, yeah. They were like, "This is going to be great," and it'd be I, great self promotion for you, David. You're going to get so much work from this job. Yeah, from these soul cyclers. And I said no uh, because I I felt like I was too busy, and I I didn't want to take more time away from the family. Then then when the whole thing came out that that, that was, he was a Trump supporter, I was like gratified and relieved. Because there was this, I was like, oh, great. Now there's a good good reason to have not done that. Because there was a part of me that was still like, um, I think one of the big things that, that still looked back and thought, well, maybe I, maybe I could have done that. And, and even, because I... The big thing of parenting for me, because my wife isn't working, is that it it uh, added all this burden, financial burden. Mm -hmm. We're uh, we're like, in different different situations that we should talk about. Yeah. So then I felt like I want to work as little as possible so I can so I can be with the family, and then I also feel pressure to feel a lot of pressure to to make money, which isn't really um really so great yeah well but it's made it's <laughs> it's given the opportunity to make some great pieces some really stunning work you know what i mean you shouldn't totally knock it um i i try i try my best but i but i think that um yeah i i i well so there's a big change that's about to happen which is my wife's about to go back to work full time in like two weeks and i'm gonna be more of a uh, stay-at-home dad and I've been thinking about you, Joe, because I was, I, I wondered, well, I've been thinking that's a really good, I like what you have going on. But, but a question I have for you is, do you, since having Bear, since having a child, do you, are there things that you turn down that you wish you didn't have to, or do, do you like miss working more? I miss the personal work. I don't miss the commissioned work, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, 
the commission, the, the way it was before I had bear, the commission work I would do and make a decent chunk of money off of, and it wouldn't occupy so much time that I wasn't able to do as much of my own personal work that I felt the real fulfillment of. Not that I didn't feel fulfillment off of the commission works. I mean, I really do. I can get into those pieces as deep as anything that I, I come up with on my own. Um, but I felt like the commission work was a means to make my personal work. Yeah. And now that, that that's gone, that, that I don't need to, to have the commissioned work because I'm devoting my labor to, uh, to child rearing full time. The thing I miss is, is doing the personal work. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into some personal work. Um, uh, and in this, time when there's a little bit less financial pressure Uh, yeah and that's where i think about well what's that personal work going to be and i think well there's this unique and historic moment going on my work in the past has been has really kind of just focused on my own emotional kind of experience of the world in a way that hopefully is relatable but is there something like that speaks to the current time. Is it important for me to address like the current time rather than a more kind of universal theme? Um, that's, that's kind of what I've been wrestling with. Yeah. Well, I think that's the question that can only be answered by sitting around drawing. You know what I mean? And coming up with things that you want to develop further. And then those things will answer those questions. Like the, the pieces that hold the, the drawings that hold your interest to, want to develop further that's uh that's where it's at you know what i mean i do i totally agree you can think about it all day long but until you actually start drawing and seeing what happens it's it's um that's You're wasting that's your a, time it is a waste of time <laughs> yeah yeah so great i can't wait to see more of you at the playground i uh, totally totally uh no we um <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love that too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can figure this all out while our kids are fighting over some dumb toy. Yeah. And time goes <laughs> by so fast. They'll all be growing up. I mean, they'll all be doing their own thing more and more. There's only a couple more years and they'll yeah. be in school full time. You know what's kept me focused on on this whole thing and um, not really resenting not being out of the, uh, not being able to do work in the studio. It was right when um, when Bear first arrived, um, I Ursula Le Guin passed away, and Terry Gross was rerunning all of her um, her interviews with Ursula Le Guin. And she one of the questions she asked Ursula Le Guin is like, "How do you find time to write?" After having, with after having three children and whatever, and Ursula, very very pithy response was, "They aren't babies forever." Yeah. So that's my mantra whenever I feel really, uh, really uh, stressed about it. So Absolutely, not babies forever. And actually, it's 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 goes by like you said so fast. So 
Yeah. Hopefully I'll be out there uh, throwing haymakers. <laughs> again or or just making pretty pictures i'm which i'd be happy with like i said whatever drawings uh uh get me to want to to execute a finished piece um, yeah. where i'm gonna go you know something i was thinking about asking you also is you uh you went off instagram six months ago or a year ago or something like that and, yeah, cool. and uh uh, I wonder how how you uh, what your experience is. How well, you, uh, I have nothing. Uh, it's been a total positive experience. Right. Again, like in in all, a lot of all the stuff we were talking about before, it's like how this feeds into your work. And I wanted to stop. I just being on Instagram and having a sizable following. Um, I might have wanted to tell myself that I wasn't designing for Instagram. But there's no way not to design for Instagram if you're on Instagram. You know what I mean? As as on Instagram as I as I was, and yeah. and you know, and, and like you said about the addict, the addictive quality of all this stuff, and maybe this is like it's part of the the our culture that has delivered this this monstrosity. You know what I mean? And the best thing I felt like I did for myself. As far as I don't, I don't know. I would be totally nuts if I was on Instagram and Twitter right now. I mean, I already look at the news enough, and I, I don't want to shape my creativity by communicating through those tubes. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes. I uh, feel really good about being off off of it. It totally makes sense, and I. Uh, it's it's compelling when you're on it and and powerful. Do you, do you ever feel that you're you're missing out? That people are that that something you know it's it, this is all about like this the weird addiction of it. But but like, do you ever feel that that there's something that would have happened to you that someone would have seen you on Instagram and given you and and delivered something some great opportunity if you were if you were uh, you know the only thing Instagram ever helped me do was sell T-shirts and swag. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And maybe some 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 commission inquiries that I was never really that hot on. So yeah. maybe I make a little less on on swag, but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's um, that's really good. Um, yeah, I, I've I've never really deeply engaged with it, or I don't have it on my phone. But it's something that's there's a lot of social pressure yeah. out there um to participate in in the culture in that way and uh, i saw i saw this post uh conrad benner was like look it's all about instagram today like artists that are making things for instagram are doing great and if you're not i don't know what you're doing and hey, um, he's right in a way i mean y yeah if you're cool with that great but i wasn't cool with it especially at in this day and age the way things are going yeah yeah um yeah no i um 
I think he's I think he's he's definitely right about people are are able to use Instagram to great effect. But it's I also feel that it's not the media for me. It has to be the worst media for artists if you really think about it. But <laughs> two and a half by two and a half inch square. Well, well everyone's got to plug their their stupid piece into. I I, I agree. Here. It, it's it's so small, and then also thinking about like it's it's so popular for murals and and like public work, which is really large. So so <laughs> taking these things that are huge, you know, twenty five feet long, twenty feet high, and then putting it in this two inch square. Well, like you're saying about designing for Instagram, um, yeah. Um, it, nothing, um, nothing could be lamer. He he might be right that that's the that that's the reality of the world we're living in, but it's yeah. lame. It's lame, and um, yeah, yeah, it's lame, and it, it <laughs> it's it's democratizing on some level that everyone has this this, but but there's something sort of horrifying about it too, and I hate to say that where you're like. Everything is is equalized in a way that's 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 um it's probably not to the benefit of it, it's equal in that everyone can scroll past it and give your work a good two and a half second look. I bet there is some statistic on how long a Instagram person looks at an actual Instagram post. I, I bet it's a lot less than two and a half seconds. I bet it is. I so, mean, you know. It's 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 got to be fractional, um, yeah, fraction of a second. Um, yeah, there you have it. You could spend like a couple months on a piece, uh, tons of detail, and you're getting like a second out of it. In it, yeah, the experience itself is sort of the opposite of meditation or the sort of contemplative experience that you'd want someone to have while interacting with visual art. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's good to talk out with you. Actually, I, I should rethink my my Instagram ideas. Oh, I'm sorry. I should. I, 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 I want to let go of Instagram, and I I don't know. And 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 at the same time, I have a fear that I'll I'll disappear. That like, um, it, I know that's crazy, but I have a I. Uh, even though I only post once every couple weeks or something or, or less, I have a fear that if I don't if I don't sort of tell everyone what I'm doing, who will? It's not true though, Dave. You're doing big work that people other people will do that work for you, putting it up on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're doing it right, you should let other people promote it on Instagram. You shouldn't have to do it. That's kind of the way I think about it now. I, I I like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the work, the work will compel others to to post it. Is Bear drawing? Well, yeah, he makes a mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know whether he's going to be more like me or more like his mom. His mom's more of like the science nerd, and. <laughs> uh good at math and all that stuff and i'm more at like 
uh, literature and the arts, and so we'll see where he goes. I, I'm, uh, I don't really feel, you know, as long as he likes what he's doing, I'm I'm fine with whatever. I'm not trying to push him into it. Yeah. yeah. But he loves he loves the uh, his favorite book though is the Keith Haring book. He got the <laughs> the the a boy named Keith. It was written by his. Uh, Keith Haring's sister at the bookstore, and this he makes us read it to him twice a day. <laughs> oh, that's great! That's really so. great. How about your your girls, Rose? Um, you know, when Rose was when Rose was, I I I agree. I didn't. I don't want to push anyone into anything. Um, when when Rose was like eighteen months, pretty little, maybe two years old. I don't know. She um, she would draw these these smiley faces that I, like kind of like amazed me. Yeah, too. That's pretty amazing. I think to do a to do a face, a rendering of a face. Yeah, she would do a circle with the eyes and a mouth, and I. But I think that it just in I was so enthusiastic about it that I think it it um. I almost feel that maybe I, it, it like put some kind of pressure on her, <laughs> you know, to, yeah. to not let me down. Uh, Cause I was like, that's great here. You got it. You know, my dad would come over. I'd be like, you got to take a look at this. Um, and uh, I almost, you know, now, now she's, she's like almost eight and she's, she does her own thing, but I wouldn't, um, you know, she, She's, I would say, like, drawing, drawing isn't necessarily what she, if she's going to, like, just play by herself, that isn't her first go-to kind of thing. She's into all kinds of other stuff, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not drawing. And I, but I, yeah, have that, I guess as a parent, you always have these, I've heard my dad talk about things that probably that, that he did that, that he always wondered whether that was okay. And that I definitely have that with, with Rose where I'm like, was some, did something I do affect you in a way that uh, you can't, you can't uh, escape that something you do is going to affect them in some way, negative and positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that it's the negative ones. And of course you're going to do that. But of course that's also in the back of my mind. Like what there's something I could have done, could have done better. Um, uh, and yeah, that's that's I'm sure for everyone. Uh, you got you got a two artist household. Uh, both of you guys are artists. So has that the does that ever uh, feel, especially with one of you taking on more of the burden of the of the childcare? I could see how that would be difficult. It's that is really difficult. That's a big thing where I always, uh, um. Desiree is is so talented and I feel like she I feel like she hasn't had the time to devote to what she would do. Now we've talked about it and she would say no no you know I I for what I've wanted to say I've I've gotten to say it in in art but um I think she's glad to be going back to work and shift you know Somehow with the second, when, with our second daughter, when Pearl was born, we kind of shifted into some weird, very traditional model where I was working a lot and she was home all the time. 
when Rose was born, Desiree was in graduate school and we were really splitting things. And I think she's really glad to not be to to moving towards a situation where she's not home all the time. Because as you know, it's it's not easy. No, I know. And I can't imagine people like I see I see these moms out um, at the park that have three kids. Yeah. And what what is left of you when you're looking (laughs) after three kids It is the ego crusher having one i feel like has just just torn down the whole my ego and and kind of had to rebuild it in a different way but i can't imagine having three i have a lot more uh sympathy for what about what about eight i mean (laughs) like think of the families of of a generation or two ago um and these big these big families you just I think, yeah, I, I it's hard to imagine yeah no the world is is set up a little bit differently now it's 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 like so expensive also to uh i never wanted to think that that fin- there's like some kind of financial limitation on on the family oh, absolutely but, especially if you want to live in the city i mean that's what yeah it's yeah it, you can't i mean it's you the just the child care and the um and the uh, education thing the education thing is uh so it, yeah yeah daycare from 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 the beginning to the end i mean daycare is so expensive and then it should be cheaper in the city it it should be i mean it would make more sense but the way that the system's set up Joe, it's really good talking to you about all this stuff because uh, it's interesting. It's also, um, it's not all that often that I get down to some some of this personal stuff with uh, other artists, actually, besides besides my wife, uh, to, to talk about what it is to be an artist and a, have a family, and um, it's... It's pretty interesting. And it is. And I, it's, a, it's a pleasure to do it with someone whose work I admire so much. I, I absolutely. I, it was, it's a pleasure to do it with you, admiring your work, and also just admiring you as a person. Hey, thanks, man. Can't wait to see you at the playground. <laughs> uh, likewise. Thanks for getting us together, Glenn. Yeah, thanks for participating. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Glenn.